0: 95 live from the Global Media Congress at the Abu Dhabi National Exhibition Center.
1: Good afternoon, welcome to Global Media Congress and the beauty of this event is that we as a media journalists and media professionals get a chance to meet Uh, professionals and organizations from across the globe and under one roof right here at Abu Dhabi National Exhibition Center. Now we're going to be talking to a spokesperson from Sputnik News Agency. So now for a lot of you out there, just as a bit of a brief, uh, they are an international news agency based in Moscow. They've got regional offices in multiple locations, including Cairo, China, uh, France, and even in the United States as well. And they have editorial service in 30 languages to talk to us in greater detail about the participation of global media congress and what is the future of media we're very kindly joined by vasily pushkov who is the director of international cooperation at sputnik very very good afternoon to you
2: good afternoon sir. thanks for having me
1: Well, we're looking forward to this discussion. Omnia, I'm really excited to find out uh, from a Russian media organization's perspective what the Global Media Congress is like. Welcome to this part of the globe. Talk to us about how important this industry is for you.
2: Thanks. Thank you so much. Well, actually, it was interesting that when you were uh, counting down our uh, hubs, our centers around the world, you centered around basically European capitals and you underlined the United States of America. Our position is a bit different right now because, uh, well, the reason we came to Global Media Congress, and actually our delegation is one of the larger ones from Russia, is because we basically feel that the center of the, well, of the party, when it comes to media industry, it shifts a little bit to the east, and uh, one of the centers is right here in the Gulf countries, and particularly in UAE. So... uh, Of course, um, I'm shameful to admit that we still don't have an editorial hub here in Abu Dhabi or Dubai, but we are open in Cairo and we have correspondents all over the Gulf countries. We we are actually looking to move uh, to Tehran and um, who knows, maybe even to UAE in the future. So it's just natural and logical that a new global media congress is held here and not somewhere, uh, somewhere else. Uh, Basically at this point of course the technological advancement that was presented here is is astonishing, very immersive, uh, but at the same time I have to admit that is pretty much what we have expected because we we know the organizers very well, we are very familiar with the level of of organization that the UAE uh, basically demonstrated over the past years, so we knew that this will be a top-level event and after the COVID and the heavy reliance on communication via online platforms, it is just so refreshing to finally see our partners <laughs> face-to-face. It's, uh, it's something that we we, we, we were really hungry for, for for quite some time and there are not a lot of events happening like this all around the world right now. Plus, not not all air travel is intact at this point. Yeah.
0: And it's interesting that you've mentioned, you know, it is a first of its kind event that we're looking at happening right here in the region and you've discussed different partnerships and how you've done a lot of them and I wanted to ask you, what do you believe is the role of media when it comes to strengthening partnerships, bridging cultures and bringing together different cultures and different countries together from around the world?
2: I know I'm, I'm, I'm more of a skeptic in this regard, but, and uh, I have a lot of arguments concerning this with my colleagues and partners around the world, but basically my position is that the whole journalistic profession and the media industry is in, in deep, deep crisis. It's, uh, it's a problem with finances. The media doesn't know how to earn money anymore. It's a problem with trust towards big companies mm-hmm. from the audience. The fake news, of course, the 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 worst, the bad word, the worst word now nowadays. My personal position is that the professional media, that the professional journalists, are still something to look up to for the audience for Mm -hmm. the trusted information and since the problems that the the media industry is facing around the world the problems are completely the same you go to uae russia indonesia we're all facing the same problems so now is exactly the time for media companies to actually join together and just share anything we can share on the subject and that that way we can collaborate and uh, move forward together plus everyone is open to it uh, w- which is good I mean we haven't had a single useless conversation today or yesterday with the media uh, companies around the world everybody wants to work together right now it's it's like a fairy tale really. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because, you know, it is always associated that every media, when they're working at different events, it's like you always see a press scrum. we want the best picture, we want the best story out there, you're always competing, but now all of them are in one event, it's surprising, (laughs) but but let's uh, uh, break it down for our audience, because, you know, even journalists would believe that media organizations tend to uh, ev- compete against range. each other, but there is a huge cooperation, and your position is international cooperation. Uh, talk us through what that role entails with developing connections with, with media industry or media outlets who can contribute to stories, let's say, for example, to a Russian audience in Russia
2: well uh for a long time for several decades actually there was a status quo in the media market where we had dominant players around the world who basically supplied information uh, under different conditions to all the country in the world especially developing countries i mean if you are a media organization from well not I don't want to offend anybody, but let's just say from a smaller country or on a developing continent, you cannot really afford to put correspondence in every capital in the world, but you need access to international news. So basically you go to the big guys and ask him for information, which is good and it worked for a very long time. but we are now in a situation where uh, companies from let's say Southeast Asia when they want to they want news about Russia, they call to third-party outlets, which is, let's face it, it doesn't work anymore. Mm. Our basic idea is, so if we are working, for example, with our partners from WAM, uh, news agency in uh, UAE, if we need news about United Arab Emirates, we should go to Arab News Services. If they need uh, news about Russia, they should go to Russian news outlets. It's very simple, it's, it's as simple as it can get. Yes. This is the basic idea behind the international cooperation. We should just open ourselves to, to, to news from, from partner organizations. That way we can get uh, direct access to unbiased uh, coverage of uh, any event. Plus, like I said, the problem of uh, audience losing trust towards media again when you have a third uh opinion a second opinion sorry uh but that helps uh to show the audience that we provide several angles not just our angle
0: objectivity you know
2: I really don't like that (laughs) word. I really, it it, it word again. It it, is,
0: yeah, it's it. I mean, how do you define it could be problematic?
2: Very problematic. Plus this word has a very negative connotation nowadays because it has been overused and uh, 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 people are really speculating on it. So yeah, but basically you have to diversify your sources of information. You have to present all of the angles uh, you can get your hands on. The audience respects that. Re- still, even nowadays, the audience respects that. The audience really wants to see different opinions. Even what you, your, I don't want to say enemies, but let's just say your adversaries mm-hmm. um, or uh, rivals. competitors, rivals. Yeah. Yes, thank you, rivals thing. This is something that the audience wants to see nowadays, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Um, we've always seen the issue of fake news actually arising, especially when we're talking about, just like you've mentioned, a lot of countries don't necessarily go to the right media sources whenever they want to get information from about different cultures. And so, how, in your opinion, what is the process for a journalist to cross-check any piece of news that they want to go ahead and publish before they do?
2: You, of course, in journalistic schools, they, they teach us that yes, you have to, you have to, double check, triple check, quadruple check all pieces of information that you can get, but uh, at the same time. As soon as you go to a big company and start working in the newsroom, you know that your editor will be really angry if your competitors put out a story before you. Yeah. And when you say, no, no, you know, I need time to double check. Uh-uh, <laughs> that doesn't really work anymore. Yeah, so you have to double and triple check, but you still have to be the fastest guy in the room. Again, international cooperation helps you to, well, uh, make the best of uh, both situations because you can just go directly to the source. You don't have to go through well, like ministries of foreign affairs through governments, you just call your friend who's sitting at the same uh, type of uh, news agency but at the, like thousands of miles away and ask him, Is this like, <laughs> is this the thing that you see when you look out of your window, right? This exact moment, and he gives you the photo he shoots from that window. And, and well, basically, that's already 95% of trust you can, you can get. That's what we strive for.
1: Amazing. Well, great to have you on air with us and uh, to to brief us uh, about what's uh, uh, you know how the media world operates especially with the new international news organizations if we could get your thoughts on uh, on your expectations on viewing trends and what kind of content's going to be out there where does the media st- industry stand at the moment in line with digitization in line with metaverse how excited are we for the future
2: we are of course here yeah, be- between a hammer and an anvil right now because uh, Content is king, and the audience is the queen, and we have to (laughs) cater. And uh, if you don't, nobody will click. And if you they 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 don't click, you don't get paid. Basically, the idea is again the same on every single continent of the world. But um, at the same time, a large media company employing hundreds of people can just lose in viewership to a single blogger who has an edge, who has something fresh, and that kind of competition is just not sustainable so uh, basically this is this is the big question nowadays where you go do you protect the integrity of journalistic profession or you want to get paid and yeah and you want to compete with that single blogger with fresh perspective who gets his uh gets his news stories uh from his neighbor or yeah from his reality for people downstairs i mean I don't want to offend everybody. There are actually masterful people, there, content providers, content producers. But the basic idea of um, competition is like this. So yeah, it's very, it's the most, it's the one million dollar question right yeah. now. Yeah, where, where where to go? So everybody has to choose uh, choose the path for themselves.
1: That's right. Certainly is true. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Mr. Vasily uh, Pushkov, the director of international cooperation at uh, Sputnik, and we look forward to. Hearing more uh, from uh, Russia's uh, media outlets' announcements here at the Global Media Congress. Pulse
0: 95 Live from the Global Media Congress at the Abu Dhabi National Exhibition Center. Pulse 95 Ninety-five.
2: Keeping it local, all day, every
0: day.